Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. Hello everybody and welcome back to Plant Medicine Transmissions. I am Javier Regueiro. In our previous episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, we started exploring the concept of surrendering, which is not actually a concept, it's a practice. The one thing that uh, oftentimes we are being criticized for those people who are supporters of plant medicines is that this is a process that has no actual validity in real life. Whereas uh, my opinion differs because this is about a process that teaches us not only abstract concepts, but actually invites us to apply the lessons that we learn while we engage in this process. So in order not to leave this theme of surrender superficially, I would like to explore it a little further. So we all claim we want to surrender, but how do we actually surrender? The important thing is to look at our control mechanisms. Our control mechanisms in our daily lives as well as those that we have discovered during plant medicine ceremonies. I was fortunate enough to do a three-week diet last year in May with my teacher in Iquitos and it was a diet with the toy plant, Burgmansia suaviolens, which I consider my main teacher along this path of plant medicines. But it's also a plant that I hadn't worked with for 14 years. The process with the toy plant, for me at least, and this time, was really about letting go of control and exercising a level of trust like I'd never done before. The diet in the jungle was good, was relatively easy and pleasant. However, in the following two months back here in Pisac, my world just kind of collapsed. It was a two months of, of recurrent short memory loss episodes. And basically, after three, four weeks, I realized that I was not able to live my life in the way I usually do. My game of life was impossible to carry out as usual, meaning that I could not keep control over my environment, 
over my days, over my feelings. Everything was out of whack. And my, what I called the Swiss part of my brain, was totally knocked out of order. So what could I do? This experience had me look at my control issues, at my attachment to things being the way that I want to, my attachment to things the way I am used to. And the invitation was to let it all go because holding on to it was impossible. So I had to come up with a different attitude for my life. And I feel that this diet and the challenging two months after that were the best preparation for me for this current situation that we're all experiencing right now. It allowed me to become a little bit more flexible. Flexibility is a quality of water, a quality of feminine energy. When we become very strict about anything, that is always a sign that our male energy has been taking a bigger place than it's really advisable, so to speak. The energy of water is one of yielding, is one of surrendering to what is, instead of having an agenda and pursuing it at all cost. So when I say it's important to look at our control issues, actually the process as far as I am concerned and can recommend to you is to actually look at our fears that are behind these control mechanisms. The invitation is to feel those fears that we have decided to repress by putting in place control mechanisms that in the best of our hopes will prevent us from experiencing certain things. This is about places of resistance. Say, for instance, we may have had a very unpleasant romantic relationship in this or in other lifetimes. And uh, as a result of that, we may have vowed to ourselves never to experience that kind of emotional pain ever again. So we put some kind of protection around ourselves with the hope of not experiencing that ever again. What is important is not to remain at the level of what are my control mechanisms, but what are the reasons, what is the purpose for putting these mechanisms into place? 
what is the purpose what is the contract with ourselves that contract is usually put in place with the hope of avoiding something of avoiding the resurfacing of unpleasant situations and also the resurfacing of fear of any kind you don't have to be a control freak in order to have certain control dynamics we all have ways in which we kind of put a structure into our lives but if you are experiencing or have experienced in the past a form of suffering because things are not the way that you wanted them to be then uh, this is a sure sign that there are certain control mechanisms at work and there is an attachment to things being a certain way now we are all experiencing the end of the world as we knew it the end of our world as we knew it as we sat comfortably in and by the way i believe that we are all experiencing collectively as well as individually a big grieving a big loss so we are all carrying this grief and uh, most of us are avoiding that grief uh, by continuing on and adjusting to the present situation but the reality is that our life as we used to know it is over now plant medicines of course are a wonderful practice for letting go among the processes and disciplines that i have encountered in this lifetime plant medicines are most likely the strongest in uh, teaching us the importance of letting go and the importance of grieving we can see this process that is oftentimes colored with a mix of denial of anger of sadness to be played out in very different ways according to our own psychological makeup but what i see most of all is a resistance a resistance to accepting the fact that things are not the way they used to be going back to the theme of control there are many people who are complaining about the lessening of their so-called civic liberties now this is very subjective it's only my viewpoint but i have since the 90s believing that as citizens of nation states we no longer have any rights we only have duties the whole concept of human rights and civic rights is a dream that is no longer 
a reality for most of us. There has been a process of increasing control and surveillance of practices that instead of making life easy, that are actually complicating life, oftentimes unnecessarily. On the one hand, we have experienced technological advancements that could make our lives a lot easier. But that ease has been totally destroyed, so to speak, by the implementation of rules at all levels of our society and lives that limit our freedom and limit that ease that technology has made possible. Now, in uh, my website, ayaruna.com, on the homepage, there is a quote by Carl Gustav Jung that reads more or less like, those who look outside themselves remain asleep, and those who look inside awaken. Why am I mentioning this quote? Because by looking, by focusing our attention on what is out there, on this phenomenon of increased control and surveillance, we are missing the point. We always miss the point that way. Because, at least in my opinion, what is outside ourselves is only a reflection of our own inner landscape. So if we have a reaction of any kind against these surveillance and control on the part of our governments and so on and so forth, this is a sure sign that inside ourselves we carry very similar mechanisms but prefer to project it outside into the world. So it's important to look very honestly and very lovingly at the ways in which we police ourselves, the ways in which we try to police others, those people around us, and those people we say we care for. What is out there in the collectivity is only a reflection of our own inner dynamics and landscape. So it's important to stop talking about society and the police and the army and this and that and actually look inside at the ways we are our own policemen, the ways in which we don't allow ourselves to simply be and to look at those aspects that we keep under a tight leash. Look at those aspects and feel what am I afraid may happen if I don't keep this aspect of myself under control. Underneath most control mechanisms lies a fear of 
aspects of ourselves, a lack of trust, a strong judgment against these parts of ourselves. And we project that fear, that mistrust, by fearing that other people may not like these aspects of ourselves, and that may result in a judgment coming from others and possibly a rejection or an abandonment on the part of others. All of this is pure projection. I repeat, all of this is pure projection. When we look at our own control mechanisms and the fears underneath them, then, or at least this has been my experience in the last few months, then uh, the issue of control in our society becomes totally irrelevant. There is no longer a place within ourselves that can react to it. I'll make a very clear case. For me, personal freedom was always at the very top of my priority list ever since I hit puberty. With the years, I finally discovered that what prevented me from feeling free was not out there in the world. My biggest shackles were right between my ears. And when I realized that I started a process of real, radical liberation within myself. Just recently, I received an email from an acquaintance asking me about the rise of power of the Peruvian army in these present times. And I must say that when I first saw the military taking guard in places all around Pisac, where I live, I was initially concerned. I was initially concerned because they carried these tiny little rifles over their shoulders and they are known globally for not being particularly aware. That's not their job. Their job is to actually make sure that current laws are respected and honored. I could feel my own fear, my own distrust of these soldiers and uh, realized and honored the fact that I was having a fearful reaction and that allowed me to let go of that mistrust. When I let go of that mistrust, I realized that actually they were doing a fine job. Of course, they're not very sophisticated. They love to shout orders. But basically, they're there simply to make sure that the present strategies to limit the further spread of this pandemic is carried out. In that, I realized also that if it hadn't been for this strong police and military presence here in Peru, 
must know that Peru and Peruvian people are very informal. And if there is not a strong hand above them to tell them what to do, I don't want to know what the situation would be in this case, because people would have been a lot more careless in terms of safety and uh, other measures to limit the further spread of this virus. I am sharing this personal experience to illustrate how actually our own attitude, our own inner landscape is what shapes our perception and our experience of so-called reality. It's very important because at this point, we are all experiencing our own worst nightmares. What we fear the most is staring right at us. And there is very little we can do about it. Many of us, what they do is they complain, they criticize, instead of going in and going like, what am I resisting? What is showing up in my life that I would rather not experience? And therefore, I start engaging in this game of blaming, whether it's the Illuminati, the governments, whoever. It doesn't really matter. What really matters is our own experience. And our reaction to what we experience, our own judgments say more about ourselves than anybody else out there in the world. If we wish to move in the direction of true awakening, then the requisite is one of taking responsibility for the way we feel and the way we think. Blessings.